This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back to AMI Audio Live's presentation of the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. I'm joined by Brett and Cam. Brett, you were kind of uh, discussing a prototype, and I kind of cut you off in the last segment, so I want you to finish your thought before we go on to Jeff downstairs. It would be really, really neat if they could figure out how to put some sort of indicator inside a standard-sized puck. I know it's fairly difficult because uh, of the galvanized rubber. Uh, we've known that it can split apart hitting a post if it's uh, sh- shot hard enough. But uh, hopefully they keep working on something that looks more like a standard puck. And this is not the uh, only uh, prototype they've gone through. Last night we watched a video where I think they went... Uh, through about four or five different prototypes to ultimately come to this one. Right now, we're going to hand it over ringside to Jeff Ryman. I'm here with goaltender Justin Wack. And Justin, you guys just came up with a huge victory. You have the gold medal around your neck. Tell me how it feels. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. You know what? It's been a good uh, good three games. And I, I have to say, I need to give huge props to my defense. They've been absolutely fantastic all tournaments and uh, couldn't have done it without them. So. We also couldn't help but notice that you got called up to the uh, select division. You already made your national debut earlier this uh, t- in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tell us how that felt. Yeah, you know what, man? It was really good. It was. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to get the call in. And then uh, in the intermission, Joey comes over and whispers, and he's like, hey, uh, Justin, you're going in. Get your stuff ready. And I'm like, um, okay. So I went out, and uh, yeah, it was a good, uh, good period. And uh, glad that we got the W and everything. And uh, you know, I have to say the U.S. were a very, very classy team to play against, and, uh, you know, it's always great to have them up here, too. And you're going to be playing in this next game here versus the East. Uh, tell us how you feel. Are you a little bit nervous heading into the finals here because the East, they're, they're undefeated? No, I think, uh, you know what, hockey, a big part of hockey is going in it with no fear, and uh, I don't think that anyone on our team right now is afraid of the East. Awesome, and just one last note here. Uh, you've been at this tournament for a, a couple of years now, obviously progressing into the select division. Tell us what the future holds for you. Are you going to be uh, trying out for the national team anytime soon? Um, you know what? I'm going to do what they want me to do. So if they tell me that I'm invited to national camp, then I'll go and I'll work uh, work my heart off. And if they tell me that uh, you know I'm not quite ready yet, then that doesn't change what i got to do. Either way, i got to work really hard. So Awesome. Thanks so much. Congratulations, and good luck in the next game. Awesome. Thanks, man. That is a solid answer by Justin Wack. When Jeff asked him about uh, being part of the national program, he said, quote, I'll do what they want me to do. And that's a uh, good athlete uh, respecting the national program, isn't it, guys? Absolutely. Um, And uh, also what um, Justin Wack uh, said, from what I understand, is is that uh, whether he's invited or not, uh, he has to work hard no matter what. So... Um, shows what type of a uh, character that Justin Wack has, which is uh, really good. Yeah, uh, and we are going to be getting into East versus West Canada, of course. I remind you that if the West team wins, it must be in regulation. If they win in regulation, we will play a 10-minute overtime to determine the gold medal winner. There is no plus-minus in this tournament. If it goes to overtime in the standard game. So after three periods, 
if it is tied, the East will win because you can only accumulate a maximum of two points in the overtime. Gentlemen, what do we expect in this game? I think that uh, you might see Canada West take it. To be quite honest with you, I uh, really like what I've seen from Canada West today, from the game earlier today. And uh, Jason Yuha is looking like um, the greatest player in blind hockey, uh, like he should be. So I think that Canada West is going to be able to um, come through today. We've been here for two years, right? And yep. we've seen Jason Yuha do Jason Yuha things. <laughs> so I yeah. can't go against the guy who has completely dominated all weekend. Jason Yuha and his team are going to come out on top. Wow. Are going to come out on top. I, I think now, I, you know, I agree with Brett that I think as of now they are, but uh, earlier in the tournament, um, I believe Canada East beat Canada West, but I just think that uh, Jason Yuha, he has been on fire today, and I don't think you're going to be able to stop him. This would be the game if you're... Canada West to uh, win in the regulation. That way you can uh, go into overtime and have a chance. They're uh, rolling out the carpet here. I feel like there might be some uh, opening ceremony that might go on. We'll keep you... Uh, you don't think they're rolling out the blue carpet for us? No. Oh, okay. Brett, might say, Brett might say it's for him, but it's actually not. It's I I'm peering down the tunnel at center ice and it looks like Mr. Doug Gilmore is still sticking around, so... I would suspect that he's probably dropping a ceremonial puck before this game. That would be awesome if Mr. Doug Gilmore uh, did that. We'll keep you posted as uh, we wait for the teams to uh, take the ice. Guys, any different uh, preparation when you are headed into a final game? I think you just got to yeah, stay the course, as they say play exactly who are these they people when when, when people say they <laughs> who are they the voices inside my head <laughs> oh so it's every time somebody says they they actually are referring to the voices in your head yes yes oh. even when they're not talking about me it's the voices inside my head fair enough i understand now well, proceed you were telling about uh, about staying the course yeah i i, I think uh you, you've had an opportunity to ramp up all weekend. You're getting better and better. You've been able to fill your teammates out. All they got to do is stay the course, and, and if they stay the course, they're going to win. I, I also don't think you look at the other, um, the other, the other two games uh, that you have played with, um, or the other game that you have played with Canada East. You just this is a new game. The game, and uh, I think um, for uh, Canada East, Joey Kerbal, the goalie, uh, he may have something to say about uh, Jason Yuhan, how well he does, too. Yeah, and I, again, I think it's going to come down to uh, to goaltending. You've got to take advantage of your opportunities because I don't think we're going to see a high-scoring game like we did this morning. I think it's going to be very um, tightly contested. Uh, yes, the United States played well, but it was just blown open uh, by Jason Yuha. Over under, boys, on uh, how many goals uh, Jason Yuha will get. I'm putting four on the table. I'm going to put six. I'm going under uh, the four. 
I think um, with Jason Yuha, with the team that he played earlier today, um, you know, it's going to be a lot tougher competition. So I'm going under four. I'm going to say he's going to, like I said, three goals plus one more because he's just turned it on uh, as the tournament has gone on. And we saw that last year. Guys, as we're having a um, pre-game uh, ceremony of this final, what is going through the mind of a player when you haven't had that many ceremonies uh, before each game? Sorry, ceremonies? Like, we're having a ceremony now mm-hmm. before the final game. What's going through the player's mind because they're, gonna, they're having to stand and wait around for it to finish? You know, I, I think that uh, they've been uh, waiting around uh, for a little while anyway because I'm sure they were at the arena maybe an hour ago. So and a few extra minutes isn't going to hurt. And I think with uh, Doug Gilmore, they're kind of looking at him more than anything else right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Cam Jenkins is standing up, taking a picture, and still talking to us on the panel. So well Apparently done. I can so, well done. Cam Jenkins didn't even miss a beat on that one. Way to fanboy, Cameron. Way to fanboy. Absolutely. All day, every day. Doug Gilmore dropped the puck. It looks like the um, the ceremony has concluded. They're rolling up the uh, blue carpet. It is not a red carpet, and the teams have taken the ice. They are going to get about five minutes or so to warm up. And we're going to get this game underway. What do you guys think the score is going to be in this game? <laughs> and I, the crowd goes the silence. silence. <laughs> Sorry, what did, I, did I say that? Mark, we needed cricket sounds there for about uh, 20 seconds. Okay, well, the uh, first player that I looked on the uh, yellow team uh, was number 71. So I'm going to say that uh, that team is going to get one goal. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I have it down to a science as far as how I do the uh, scores here. So Is that like, were you doing some serious math with that one? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Did I say Jason Yuha with four goals or six? <laughs> you said, said six. six. So it's going to be Jason Yuha, six, and Team Canada East, four. Wow. Okay, one person does not make up a team. They've got five other players plus the goalie. So come on! You're telling me Let, that let's one have a chat about that. You one know person what, doesn't you know what, make Cameron, a team. Until Austin Matthews came to Toronto, one person doesn't make up a team. One person can make up a team. Uh, no, hello. There's Mitch Marner as well. No, uh, don't even get me started, man. We're remember, talking about Canadian blind hockey. We're not talking about the Leafs. Remember that guy Nylander? He's also a Leaf. Just saying. yeah. No, I think Canada West is going to pull it out. In all honesty, I think it's going to be a tight game. I'm going to go four three, Canada West. Our uh, esteemed technician uh, Mark Aflalo is probably listening to us going guys don't talk about overtime uh, but we'll see what happens uh, with this one as they skate around uh, the ice and they're getting ready again the goalies are taking shots and as we alluded to earlier in the tournament it's important now to uh, feel the puck as opposed to scoring still the case in a final game gentlemen yeah I, I think so if uh if you're not feeling the puck, uh, your game is off. This is for all the uh, marbles or for all the pucks or however you want to say the cliche. And, uh, you know, both teams are ready to go. So uh, 
let's get it going. Yes, it's uh, going to be a great game. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed the game uh, when they played earlier in the tournament. It was fantastic. I look forward to it again. Um, and I'm going to say that it is going to be 4-3 for the West. And I, I have to give credit to Mike Rossi on this one, but it's uh, for all the bearings and all the pucks. So let's get it going. All the bearings. Wow. Good job, Mike. Well like done, it. Rossi. Well done. <laughs> hey, Rossi, thanks for helping Cameron out on that one. <laughs> I do I'm what I can, boys. Him, so, I yeah. do what I can. We're, we are sitting side by side. We are. And he's feeding me most of my material during the game. So <laughs> the least I can do is help with the pregame. Yes, we are a minute 45 away from puck drop. With that, we are going to send it over to that broadcast duo of Nico Cardarelli and the voice you just heard, Mike Ross. Gentlemen, thank you so much as we get all the hockey fans around Canada, the USA, and across the globe set for this final contest at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. It is our select series featuring Canada East in the yellow jerseys, defending the goal down to our broadcast right, taking on Team Canada West, wearing those black uniforms, as it'll be Joey Cabral squaring off against Lauren Weber, the two starting goaltenders in this game. But Mike, beyond the goaltenders, a couple of key players to watch the captains for each of these respective teams, Jason Uha for Team West, and Kelly Serbu for Canada East. Absolutely, and, and you know, I mean, I Ham made the point in uh, in the pregame that one player doesn't make up a team, and he's absolutely right. But we do have to say that when you're talking about someone like Serbu, you're talking like someone about like Yuha, they do have the ability to raise the bar and sort of bring everybody with them, right? They have that ability to say, all right, I can do what I can do. I can score five goals, follow along with me, get on my back. Mm. I will take you along here and uh, and do whatever I can. So by no means is it a one-person game, but certainly those are two of the guys that you're looking at here in this game to say, we're going to lead the way here. Just follow along, stay disciplined, stay smart. And that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Because these are, these are two competitive groups here. Right, and they've been talking about this game all day long. They're ready for this. They they want this thing to happen. Well, we got a very special guest up here in the booth joining us. So let's get to Mr. Doug Gilmore before we drop the puck in this Canada East Canada West game. Doug, thanks so much for taking the time to come and be here today. What are your thoughts on Canadian blind hockey and what you've witnessed here today? I, I can honestly say that. I've uh, I've never uh, seen seen it before, yeah. and uh, the reason why I'm out here is uh, number 93 out here, Joe Fournier. So he he actually you know we saw the process and then um, started playing hockey. And again, this is my first time, and I'm I'm in awe. Like it's uh, I can't I could not imagine. And obviously, this is the the different pace from what I just watched before. So right. I'm looking forward to this and. Uh, uh, I, a lot of skill, man. A lot of skill. You know, I think a lot of Toronto kids would be a little wary to wear the number 93. <laughs> but you mentioned Joe Fernazier. He wears number 93 for Canada East. And he's got a lot of Gilmore in his game. What can you tell us about Joe and the relationship that you guys have? Yeah, we've known them 
pretty much about seven years, and uh, we, you know, obviously we've seen his process. And uh, but it's a, it's a great story. He's, uh, you know, he's he's out here playing now, and one of the youngest guys out here, and he's got uh, he's got a lot of skill, and uh, I heard he's got a little tenacity to him too, so it's good. You know, Doug, the, the thing that impresses me and, and has to impress you is as someone who loves the game, just seeing it open up to so many different people out in the community, right? I mean, seeing it played by all kinds of levels and, and all kinds of abilities. Oh, very much so. And Again, I've just uh, got to meet uh, about four to six teams out here and, and the people and um, different ages, obviously. And it's, uh, it's, it's just an amazing thing. And just watching this and, you know, obviously, you know, the goalies, it's, it's another story. So, um, yeah, very, very impressed here. All right, Doug, the play is underway, but before we let you go, any predictions here in this one? Uh, you know what? I, I played in this building, so if it if it's anything wrong, it's the referee's fault. <laughs> <laughs> we won't disagree with you there. We want to thank you so much for taking time to join us up here and being a part of the proceedings today, dropping the puck for the ceremonial pregame face-off as... Doug Gilmore, a Maple Leafs legend, and so many iconic moments right here in the former Maple Leaf Gardens. We're very proud to have him as a part of the pregame ceremony. And we are underway in the first period. We played one minute here in the first period between Canada East and Canada West. Canada West wearing the black jerseys, defending the goal down to our left as Kiefer Jones tracks the puck back into the corner. Plays it around the far side for Gilles Ouellette. Willette slows down the rolling puck, chips it ahead to Trula, but a good play by Wayne St. Dennis, so it just gets across the line, so they'll call that one an offside. We're getting lots of great comments already on the live chat thread. Remember to let us know who you're cheering on, where you're watching from, as we get Lindsay Power cheering on Gary St. Dennis in Canada East. A shout-out to Teresa Rankin saying AMAC is the best. She's cheering on the East. And a shout-out to Deb Fry and Lana Ruddle cheering on Team West. Speaking of Team West, here they go with the puck up the near side wall. Heslip drops it to Yuha. Yuha fires a shot, and that goes into the far corner. A collision between Heslip and DeMontis, but both pop right back up. Puck stays in the zone thanks to that good play by Scott Roberts. Yuha tracks it to the far corner. Look at Serbu all over him. Yuha trying to get the shot away, but Alec Angus McKechn steps in to block that. Shot there from Roberts just goes wide, and then the net comes off its pegs, so they'll whistle it down with 10.05 left in the first. A shout-out to Brody, our boy from Port Coquitlam and a part of the Vancouver Eclipse Blind Hockey Program. He's tuned into the action, cheering on Team West. And a shout-out as well to Charlene cheering on from Calgary saying, Go West, go. Good pace to this one so far. And yet, with all the talk today, these teams feel like it's, they're still sort of feeling each other out. A little bit as Trula takes the shot, and that one goes off the shin pads of Francois Beauregard. Trula keeps the puck in the zone through the high slot. Firing the shot, he shoots, no goal! No goal, the clean pass was never established. Trula arguing that it should have been at the blue line, but the buzzer never went, and a good no-goal call there by the officials. Tough break for Trula, but I think that was the right call, a clean pass never established in that sequence. He's still arguing, he's arguing with his own guys about it. <laughs> Not happy, but get right back at it. And Don't lose the focus. 
He does well to win the faceoff as they bring, bring the puck into the zone. Wyatt Harvey shielding it beautifully there as Simone Richard comes in to take possession. Sean Dale rips it away from him, centered in front. That was, uh, check that, Wayne St. Dennis who made the good defensive play. As here goes Joe Fernasier across the line. Joe makes the pass to Rick Oriold, shoots, and that one just goes wide. Fernasier picks up the puck off the end boards. Oriold backhander right on and a big save by Weber. And then he covers it at the near post. Good chances for both teams early. Both goaltenders called into action. It's got the feel that we've sort of expected in this game, right? This was going to be back and forth. Both teams getting a lot of opportunities. The goaltending at, uh, at the top echelon here in this tournament. And certainly a little bit of physicality to go along with it, which is always fun. Team West take the puck. Jason Uha gets his pocket picked by Kelly Serbu. But they go in just offside as... Blay was a bit slow getting out of the zone. So a face-off with 9.13 remaining in the first. I don't know why this just popped in my head, but I was watching some highlights the other day, and mm. maybe it was the Ron Burgundy when he was on the LA Kings broadcast. The Sharks, or the yeah, Sharks the broadcast. Sharks game, yeah. He said something about the pocket being picked, and he said, just to be clear, hockey pants do not have pockets. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure if it was him or if it was somebody one. else, but <laughs> that's great. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't see it, make sure you check it out on YouTube. That was a viral clip there of Ron Burgundy, a.k.a. Will Farrell, calling some play-by-play -play during the L.A. Kings and He's got to be, that's got to be one of the most uh, enduring, never-gets-old characters <laughs> from, uh, from a movie, isn't it? It really is, and I loved when he did that bit with TSN during the curling a few years back. That was absolutely phenomenal. Well, Team West trying to get some offense going as Jason Uha brings the puck into the zone. Tried the pass to do four. That gets picked off by Richard. Uha gets it back. Centers in front for Cowie, but it's off the heel of his stick and back to the point. Wade Shepard plays it down low into the near corner. Dufour shovels it out front, but that's defended well by Richard. The shot from Uha gets blocked. Picks up his own rebound. Shoots again all off the top of the post. What a chance for Uha as he gets denied by the iron. Well, he's starting to buzz here, and we saw what he can do, how explosive he can be in the morning game, but right now, Team Canada East trying to contain Jason Uhal. He dropped by the the, uh, the broadcast Ooh. area here between games, and uh, he's just such an unassuming guy, yep. and then gets out there and just finds another gear. The, uh, the passion's there, the intensity's there, and he's got it on display. Here's a two-on-one break for Canada East. Richard drops to DeMontis. DeMontis shoots and scores! Team Canada East open up this game with a 1-0 lead on a beauty two-on-one from Simone Richard to Mark DeMontis with 8.01 left in the period. Whether you're playing sighted hockey or blind hockey, it doesn't matter. When you get the puck on your blade and off it as quickly as DeMontis did on that play, you're... You've got to be improving your chances of scoring by at least 50%. You're not giving the goaltender any chance to either move, to adjust, to pick up the puck. And DeMontis on that one just let it rip the minute it hit his tape. And he finds the bottom left-hand side of the net. one nothing for the East. 7.55 left in the first period.
A big goal for DeMontis and Team Canada East, but they're going to have to defend now as the West putting some pressure on. Gets past Scott Roberts at the line, and here goes DeMontis streaking up the ice. He's got to make a clean pass, though. DeMontis has Serbu going to the front of the net, tied up by three black jerseys as Scott Roberts doing the bulk of that defensive work. Rick Oriole drips a shot, and that goes off the side of the goal. DeMontis tries the wraparound jam home, but Weber makes a huge save with the left pad. We're getting some great comments coming in on our chat thread, including one from Canadian Blind Hockey President Gary Steves saying a shout-out to the goaltenders. Goalies always stick together. Oh, they do. What a fraternity that is. I call it a racket, but that's just me. <laughs> hey, as a, as a goalie as well, I take offense you, to that. No, you know it is. You know it is. I mean, I laugh, but... Yeah. <laughs> Canada East moving the puck around here in the offensive zone. Rick Oriole digging it off the boards. Wade Shepard putting up the defensive battle. Serbu centers in front. Fernazier had his stick tied up by Yuha. And here goes Canada West. Sean Dale streaking up the wing. Lead pass to Yuha. Jason Yuha shoots. Oh, what a save by Cabral. And then Oriole crashes into the boards very awkwardly. He's down and hurt. That was a scary-looking collision there for Rick Oriole. But what a save by Joey Cabral. Oriole slamming into the end boards. And yeah, it looked like he went in. At least it, it felt like he went in feet first. But mm. it's just that shock that goes through the, through the body. Given the speed and certainly the size of the player. I mean, it sort of resonates right through your legs, right through your knees. Uncomfortable. He's skating it off. He's all right. Heading back to the bench. Rick is as tough as nails. And it would take something serious to keep him out of action. He's going to need a moment to shake off that collision. And with 6.56 left in the first, his team Canada East leading this game 1-0. By the way, that, that shot about the goalies mm. being a racket. Yep. Because you guys, goalies are like the NASCAR drivers of hockey. They're not cheating. They're not trying. Okay, come that's on. That's I, not fair. That's what I say. How do goalies cheat? They all. We'll get back cheat. to that. Is there's a shot from Brian Cowie? What a blocker save by Cabral. Cowie was set up on the doorstep by Yuha, but Cabral flashing the pad and makes a big save. I can't let that one go. We're going back to that. Okay, comment. you got it. Here comes Team Canada East, picked up by Simone Richard, breaking across center ice. Check closely. Oh, he splits the combo of Yuha and Cowie. Centers it in front for Joseph Del Grande, but just out of his reach and knocked out to center ice. Julien Blay tracks it inside his own zone, goes cross ice to Wyatt Harvey. Caught in his skates. Harvey trying to find it in the far corner. Richard comes in, banks it off the glass, but not out. Anthony Chula. Feeds it over to Scott Roberts, who gives it back to Chula. Chula stepping in from the face-off dot. Backhander off the side of the goal. Chula secures it behind the net, fed out front. But nobody there to get a touch on it for Team Canada West. Scott Roberts, lead pass to Anthony Chula. Chula stepping in, tries to get it back to Roberts, but that was defended perfectly by Blay. From behind the goal, he tries to flip it out front. That gets knocked down. Chula with it in the far corner. Centers for Dufour. He put it right there. He just couldn't direct it in the goal. Serbu clears the pressure as Wade Shepard retrieves the puck from inside his own zone. 
5-18 remaining in the first period of play. Canada East in the yellow jerseys leading 1-0 over Canada West. But here goes Wade Shepard up the far wing. Shepard has Willette streaking to the net, makes the pass. Oh, and Willette just missed on the one-time backhand. Serbu at the end of a shift, feeling the pressure, dumps it down. And that's going to be an icing call against Canada East with 4.57 left. So go back to like the 1950s and 60s when you had these sort of dimly lit arenas. Okay. Tony Esposito yeah. used, to, uh, used to use like these, this sort of mesh netting and he would sew it to the insides of his, uh, of his pads. Come on, no so it would it, So it would make like a web. And he had no five hole. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. So when I was with Rogers TV Peel, I was doing some work with the Steelheads, and Spencer Martin was the goaltender at the time. I'll get back to that in a moment, as here goes Mark DeMontis, brings the puck in the zone, dumps it off for Richard. It's into the far corner. So Spencer was the goaltender. I was on the ice doing a bit of a feature piece with him, and I joked at the time, I had my pads on, and I put a, a, a white sock between my pads and said, listen, this could be a new equipment you know, change for you. It could help you with your five hole. I didn't know that that it actually was, it happened wasn't at you. one point. It wasn't you. <laughs> it had been done before. Oh, that's pretty crazy. And you know, I mean, every athlete goes for that little advantage that, they can, that they can get. And goalies are no different, whether they can get a little bit more in the pad, on the pad, a little bit more on the glove, a little bit more, a little bit bigger jersey. Come Anything on now. that'll help you make Anything. the Anything. That's right. You ain't cheating. You, you ain't, ain't trying. trying. That's it. Jason, you, uh, well, he never cheats, I don't think, but he's always trying. He works the puck behind the goal, and then it's whistled down, I believe. Oh, the net has come off its peg, so we'll have a stoppage with 3.51 left in the first. We're getting some incredible comments here on our live chat thread, so let's get to a few shout-outs. As we got Burton cheering in Brampton, cheering on Canada East, saying he wish he knew this went down here. He would have been happy to come out to Maple Leaf Gardens. Well, we're here every single year, so come on out next year. Let's give a shout-out to Don Barber and Julianne Brace, who specifically say they want to thank us on the broadcast and everyone on our broadcast team for the work we've done all weekend. A big shout-out to Annette Don McTavish, watching from Rosalind, Alberta, cheering on Jason Yuha and Team Canada West. And let's give a shout-out as well to Mia Del Grande, who's cheering on her dad, Joseph, and Team Canada East. One last one for Pat Sheridan, cheering on both teams, but mainly Team Canada West, as he hails from Vancouver. And a number of his Eclipse friends are playing for Team Canada West. Folks, let us know who you're cheering on, where you're watching from. We'll get to a few more viewer shout-outs later in this game. As Team Canada West working out of their own zone, led by Anthony Chula. He gets knocked over by Serbu. As Cowie tries to get the puck across center ice, the Team West bench screaming to the referees, where's the hit? Where's the penalty for the hit on Chula? Sean Dale directs it right on goal. Cabral covers the five hole. He is really tracking that puck well. Well, I think he got a little help uh, from his D on that as well. Letting him know that that puck was coming in on him because that was uh, very indiscriminately thrown towards the net. Almost, uh, almost as if they were throwing it behind the net. Just getting rid of it. And I don't know if he had any clue that it that was actually coming. I don't think he picked up an audio clue there, so... It's good that his D was there to help him out. Let's give a shout-out to Julianne, who wants to acknowledge American goaltender Mike Straub, who in yesterday's game 
kept the second period scoreless and really weathered the storm for Team USA throughout that game. He deserves tremendous credit. Absolutely, he does. And hey, even a shout out for Steve, who's cheering on Jason from the beach in Maui. Must be nice. There's a centering pass. Oh, Del Grande just missed the tip in as Richard put it to the far post and it just went over top the goal. Alec Angus McKechn under pressure here from Jason Uha. Amak does well to spin off the pressure and he breaks out the far side with 2.40 left in the period. A three on two here for Canada East. Passes it near side to Joseph Del Grande. Del Grande feeds it behind the net for Richard. Richard tries to spin away from the check of Uha, but Scott Roberts come in, comes in and separates the man from the puck. Alec Angus McKechn, a high backhander, ends up behind the Team West goal as they rim it around the near boards. Dufour can't clear the zone. Richard bangs it back in deep where Wade Shepard hammers it around the far side. Willette's clearing attempt gets picked off. Julian Blay with the puck takes the shot and ends up off his own teammate Serbu who centers it, but it's just out of the reach of Blay. Wayne St. Dennis tries to play it over to his defensive partner Wyatt Harvey, but here goes Gilles Willette. Willette's pass picked off and now Harvey has some room to skate for Canada East. Wyatt Harvey centers right in front and that just missed the stick of Serbu. A minute 40 remaining now in the period as Gilles Willette chips it across center ice and that'll give Jason Uha a chance to skate onto it. Uha needs to make a pass. He's got Dufour heading to the net, centers in front. Brilliant defensive play by both Francois Beauregard and Wyatt Harvey to allow Yuha to carry the puck, leave him the space and tie up the man for the pass. Great work there as the bench door pops open so they'll whistle it down with a minute 15 left in the period. Well, I mentioned that Steve is watching from the beach in Maui. I think Barry and Donna might have him beat as they're sitting on their boat in Marsh Harbor, Bahamas, enjoying this game and cheering on Jake the Snake Yuha. Very nice. Simone Richard settles down the rolling puck at the top of the face-off circle on the near side. He's challenged by Heslip. It goes into the near corner as we're inside the final minute of the first period. Puck pops out and out to center ice where Francois Beauregard will track it inside his own zone. Heslip, Chula, back to Heslip. That's picked off by Richard. He gets dumped going through the neutral zone. He's looking for a call, nothing doing. As Chula holds possession along the near boards. 35 seconds left in the period. He gives the puck up to Richard, whose clearing attempt gets knocked down. To the line, but not out. Has slipped shot, he fans on it. DeMontis, a bit of a shoulder there against Trula. Trula a little slow to get up. 18 seconds remaining in the period. Trula really upset that there's no call for some of the physical play. Final 10 seconds on the clock. Fernazier streaking after the loose puck, but Cowie gets to it first, even though he took a whack for his troubles. The buzzer sounds, the opening period is in the books. Good to see Rick Oriold back out there for a late shift after that awkward fall into the boards. And after the opening period, it's Team Canada East 1, Team 
Canada West zero, the goal coming from Mark DeMontis. Everything you expected, I think, in that first period. Exactly as they sold us uh, on this all day long. They said it was going to be tight. It was going to be end-to-end. There's been uh, some pretty good offensive chances, good goaltending, good defense, and certainly emotion and physicality. One more quick shout-out before we rejoin the boys from the neutral zone. A shout-out to Jeff McIntyre cheering on Canada East and the St. Dennis brothers all the way from Plano, Texas. Jeff, thank you for your comments. Let's rejoin the boys from the neutral zone and AMI as we touch base with Brock, Brett, and Cam. Hey, I got the first one this time. <laughs> Yay. I tried to mix it up for you. There you I, I don't know. i got to get connections with the... Uh, the people cheering for Jason Yuha on a boat, like something's missing there. I gotta find where they are and go join them. All right, gentlemen, it's been a really uh, interesting first period, low scoring, however. Lots of body contact, but no penalty calls, which is not what we've seen in this tournament uh, for the past two, almost three days. Why? Dare I say that the referees are just letting them play, which, which is extremely nice to see. It, it, it's uh, it gets a little bit annoying having a uh, parade of penalties being sent to the penalty box, whether it be one team or the other team or a collective of both. Cam, yeah, it's good that the refs are letting them play. Uh, no penalties as of so far. And, um, you know, Jason Yuha uh, hasn't been able to do anything as of yet. Uh, a couple of uh, promising plays didn't materialize. Um, but what can you say? Mark DeMontis, uh, he seems to be the uh, glue that's uh, holding everything together. And he got the goal. And, uh, you know, everyone's doing really physical play. And that's, I think, the real story of this game so far is the physical play that's happening. If this game uh, stays as tight as, it, tight as it is, gentlemen, do you expect the officiating to change if the body contact continues? I, I don't know. I, I can honestly say that I don't know. I, I, I like the, what I'm seeing so far uh, with the play and with the officiating. I, the idea that uh, Team Canada East is up one nothing after one it, it, it's it hasn't been indicative of what we've seen so far this weekend. No, no, we've had some, especially today. We've had high-scoring games, and uh, it's kind of nice to see a defensive um, defensive fight. What do you look for if you are uh, Canada West coming out in the second period? I think that you've uh, definitely got to get your offensive game going. Uh, you got to get the cycle going and just have the puck possession and get lots of pucks to the net and people are on the net for rebounds because I think that's how you're going to have to get it is a dirty goal. Brett? Oh, just like Cameron said, uh, I, it's uh, probably going to be a dirty goal that either ties this game up or is the game winner. I have a feeling uh, goaltending is going to be the story. Let's go down ringside with Jeff Ryman standing by. Here with Team Canada East, Captain Kelly Sturbu. Kelly, one nothing after the first period. What did you like about your team's performance? Just our persistency, our battling for the loose pucks, uh, work down low, and just no give up attitude. No quit. And you are the captain of this team. Did you say anything before this game now that it's the final? You guys are undefeated so far in this tournament. This is for the gold medal. Actually, you know what? There's nothing to be said at this point. We've played three games together. 
We played this team before. Guys on that other team were part of our national team. We know what they can do. You know, basically, I mean, to quote my dad, uh, be the best you can be and leave everything, don't leave anything on the table. Right? Awesome. Exactly. Uh, wise words from a captain. Uh, and, and finally, uh, this tournament is, is sadly coming into an end. Obviously, you guys are, are undefeated throughout this tournament. Do you have a highlight that you want to, you know, mention as we are nearing the end of this thing? I don't know if I'd say a highlight. I think the tournament's a highlight, quite frankly. Just the amount of people that we have. I think last night they said we have close to 140 participants. This is my fourth year here, and each year it's growing. We see the popularity across North America and, and in Europe. Just the growth in the sport actually is the highlight for me, and this is sort of the, the, the marquee event for the year, and uh, it's just amazing. Awesome. Thanks so much, and good luck in the second and third. Thanks. You know what I really like? Thank you, Jeff. I really like about the interviews we've heard. Did you know when you get, like, standard hockey players and the, you know, intermission and they get all, they're out of breath, which these guys are, obviously, and you get the, uh, we got to get the pucks in deep, you know, uh, you got to go to forecheck. We have heard candid conversations uh, from each of the players, uh, and we appreciate that as broadcasters, don't we, guys? Absolutely. When a person is able to uh, articulate uh, how they're feeling and what they want to say, it's fantastic. Yeah. Quick thoughts? No, uh, I, I agree with Cameron. Uh, the fact that uh, the candidness uh, the entire weekend with the interviews has been absolutely incredible. Agreeing with Cameron. Oh, boy. All right, on that note, we're going to take a break here on this AMI Audio Live presentation at the 2019 Blind Hockey Tournament here at Madame Athletic Center. Stay with us, second period action right around the corner. Welcome back to this AMI-audio live presentation of the 2019 Canadian Blind Hockey Tournament. I am your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Brett Wills, Cam Jenkins, and Jeff Ryman. Jeff, you wanted to chime in about the uh, interviews in which we were discussing before the break. Jeff. I think Jeff is now with us, but you're going to have to... Sorry, I was admiring the cupcakes behind us. Oh. Uh, repeat. <laughs> Did you indulge? No, not yet. You so, cut me off. So last segment, I, I missed you, and then I'm ready for you, and you don't have your mic on because you're, you're indulging. I was just ticked off that you, you cut me off out there. You wanted to... Uh, yeah, I was going to I was gonna say you were talking about how all the players have been giving great answers. I mean, uh, it's way better than your typical NHL player. I mean, I asked them a question, and they actually digest it and give me with a knowledgeable a knowledgeable answer and it's, it's awesome to see and it's not nice to see that they uh, they understand the game so well and yeah. I, I think you know these guys will make great broadcasters one day if they were to ever come around the, the broadcast studio uh, I, we'd welcome them with open arms it's always nice to get a player up here but uh, yeah I was just going to say the, the, the interviews have gone great I've given uh, I, I've only been able to get a couple of questions in with them but those questions have been uh, pretty well answered, so I got to give the players credit after, uh, especially after the first and second intermissions. These guys are out of breath when I was just talking with Kelly. I mean, he's sweating buckets. 
Uh, you could just tell he wanted to get back in the change room and be with his team, but uh, he gave me some great answers. So kudos to the players for, for uh, giving some great in interviews. I completely agree. Uh, you scared Brett when you said maybe they'll come up into the broadcast booth because he's looking at me like, but I like my job. I don't want to give it up. Don't worry, Brett. There's still hockey players. You don't have to give up your job just yet. Second period action is going to get underway. We have uh, Canada East uh, winning at the moment, one nothing on the back of a goal from Mark DeMontis. Let's send it to our broadcast team of Nico Cardarelli and Mike Ross, guys. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Before we get the second period underway, let's get to a few viewer shout-outs here, including Nafpo, who's cheering on the Ibu player from his sofa in the glorious valley of St. Hubert, superb region of Le Monterner, sipping a vintage cola. Winky face. We hope you're enjoying the action as the second period now underway. Hey, Mike, even you're getting a shout-out here on the live chat. What? Blaine Deutscher says, happy to see you oh, back in the booth. Blaine, nice. Jason Yuha takes the pass from Anthony Chula. Yuha in the far corner. He's being checked very tight here. Referee runs a pick, and that kind of helped Yuha out a little bit as the ref took Richard out. Yuha cycling through the high slot, loses the puck. Chula picks it up, shoots, and that just goes wide. Chula and Richard shoulder to shoulder battling for positioning, and then Serbu shoots it down the ice. No icing called here. Puck around the back of the net to the near corner where Wade Shepard scoops it up, plays it off the boards, and out across center ice as Francois Beauregard hammers it back inside the Canada West zone. Shepard comes over to take control for Canada West. His pass gets picked off initially, but Heslip does well to get the puck down the ice. Alec Angus McKechn evades the forecheck of Chula. McKechn still with the puck. She, uh, Flips it over to Richard, but it's taken away by Shepard. Beauregard knocks down the bouncing puck, tries to clear the line. Richard can't get a clean handle on it. Delayed offside here against Canada West. Kiefer Jones picking up the puck for Canada West. He tries to get it in deep. Beauregard stops off from happening, and now it's on the stick of Richard. Simone Richard gains the zone, tried to flip it over to Fornasier. He gets taken out. Play continues on with no call. Tracking it to the near boards. Wyatt Harvey scoops it up inside his own zone. Communication good there between Blay and Harvey. As Wyatt Harvey streaking up the right wing. He blows by a couple of defenders. He's got Fornasier trailing behind him. Dumps it off to Fornasier, but didn't have enough real estate to complete the play. Serbu. There's the good pass to Fornasier. Back to Serbu at the top of the high slot. He shoots and nearly picked the near side corner. Fornasier passes to Serbu. Tries the jam home on the far side. But a huge save by Weber as he gets the left pad pinned against the post. Big day in the hockey world. It is. Right? We Lots of stuff NHL going on. NHL schedule which continues here. The push to the playoffs. Yep. We got the blind hockey tournament wrapping up today. And something near and dear to your heart. Yes, the Clarkson Cup awarded today to the Calgary Inferno as they win 5-2 to two over Le Canadien de Montréal. A great game, two incredible franchises. Congratulations to all those ladies from the Calgary Inferno. Anything else that we missed? I don't think so. Well, there's some junior hockey, lots of junior hockey. Good point, playoffs. yeah, playoffs, that's playoffs right. Playoffs are going. Yep. 
DeMontis digging the puck off the half wall. 9.30 remaining here in the second period. My Ottawa 67s off to a nice start. Great regular season. And James Boyd, friend of Canadian Blind Hockey. He's been out to a few of That's our right. programs. Yep. And we always appreciate their support from the 67s, a top flight organization in the OHL. Anthony Chula wheeling out of his own zone, leads it ahead for Marty Dufour. Dufour chips it back ahead for Chula. Great back check by Serbu. Oh. And then Chula crashes into the net, taking it right off. Serbu and Chula having a couple of words with each other, but they smile and separate, heading to their benches. Serbu making it very clear. He's got his hands up in the air. Hey, man, not me. No harm, no foul. Didn't mean anything by it. So we get a question coming in from Mick Flabby Wab. <laughs> Interesting name. Saying, wait, so blind people are playing hockey in this tournament? And his logo is that of the Colorado Avalanche. So let me tell you, Mick Flab, yes, all of the players are legally blind. And there's a blind hockey program in your area as well. As you can reach out to the Colorado Visionaries and help them out in terms of growing blind hockey in Colorado. Simone Richard brings the puck in the zone here for Canada East. Dishes it off to Julien Blay, but it's stripped away from him by Jason, or checked out by Sean Dale. In the near corner where Wade Shepard takes possession, plays it up the boards for, intended for Dale, but that's picked off by Del Grande. Richard fans on the shot attempt, and now Sean Dale has an opportunity to clear the zone. Chips it out across center ice. A foot race here between Alec Angus McKechnie and Jason Uha. Uha ties up his stick, and that allows Dale to come in and take the puck. Dale centers it. The net comes off its moorings. We'll get a face-off with 8.22 left here in the second. Well, we're starting to get a little chippiness here. A little stick grabbing. Little shots after the whistle. And you're going to see more of that, I think, as we go along here, being a one-goal game. Everything on the line here. Both these teams want to walk out of here winning the last game of this tournament. Let's set the scenario here. It is the last game of the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament, but there is the potential that we get a little bit of bonus hockey. If Canada West can win in regulation, the teams will be tied for points in the standings, and we'd need to play a 10-minute overtime to determine the gold medalist. However, if Canada East wins in regulation or if the game goes to overtime and even if they lose, all they need to do is get it to the extra frame to secure the gold medal. Kelly Serbu tracks it to the far corner, gets past the first defender, tries to spin his way off the end boards, but Kiefer Jones comes in to make the check. Serbu and Jones battling down low below the goal line as Serbu still shielding the puck there from Jones and Dale. For Nassir, giving some support to Serbu. Centers it out front. That's broken up. And now it's corralled by Jason Yuha. Yuha fighting there against DeMontis. He gives a bit of a hit to DeMontis in the back. Mark didn't like that one. As physical play really picking up here. DeMontis and Cowie going head-to-head -head there. We almost had our first ever blind hockey fight. Anthony Chula scoops up the puck. Brings it across the blue line. Tries to drop it to Yuha. They call it a good pass. Yuha shoots and scores. Yeehaw, Yuha. We're all tied up at one. Jason Yuha picking that puck up. Just absolutely weaving his way through all the defenders in that zone. 
and just lets it rip top shelf once again. Doing what he's done all day long and I'm sure all tournament long. I was wondering if they were going to count that as a clean pass on the break-in. Chula tried to flip it over. The defenseman got a piece of it, but the referees say it's a good pass. And when Yuha gets the puck that close to the net, he rarely misses. He puts it in, and we're all tied up at one in this game between Canada East and Canada West. West in the black jerseys take the puck into the zone. Chula makes the pass near side to Heslip. He fires a shot that gets blocked by Richard. Simone Richard, oh, he has it slashed away from him by Heslip. Heslip tees up the shot, and that slides just wide of the near post. Alec Angus McKechn, under pressure. He'll send that one the length of the ice. No icing as it's waved off with six and a half minutes remaining here in the second period. Getting lots of great comments on our live chat thread. We'll get to a few of those in a moment. Remember to let us know who you're cheering on, where you're watching from. And we'll get to a shout out, but here goes Canada East as Julien Blay brings the puck in the zone down into the far corner where Paul Schmold checks him closely. Wayne St. Dennis feeds it to the near side, intended for Wyatt Harvey. It ends up in the corner and now behind the goal where Kelly Serbu nearly gets the wraparound, but that's broken up. And here goes Trula. Anthony Trula on a potential two-on-one. Feeds it over to Hessip. Right in on goal. Oh, what a save, Cabral. He takes that one right off the Canadian blind hockey logo. Perfect goaltending there from Joey Cabral. Kelly Serbu, the lone yellow jersey in the attacking zone. Trying to pin the puck up behind the end boards until he gets some support. Fighting there against Scott Roberts and Anthony Chula. And it's Wade Shepard who takes the puck for Canada West. 5.25 remaining here in the period. Shepard at the end of a shift will just flip that one down the ice. And that's going to be an icing call against Team West with 5.18 left to play. Let's give a shout out to Matthew McKechn who's cheering on Alec Angus from all of their cousins in Nova Scotia. A big shout out also to Nova Scotia for Ayn Serbu who's cheering on Kelly and Team Canada East. And hey, let's give a shout out to Blake, Dane and Chase as they're cheering on their uncle Jake the Snake, Yeehaw Yuha, and Team Canada West. Team Canada West move the puck in the zone. Cowie has his... Stick ripped out of his hands, and then he gives a bit of a shot afterwards. Richard bringing the puck. Oh, he loses his stick. DeMontis gets dumped by Yuha, and that's going to be a penalty to Jason Yuha of Team Canada West, as they're going to call it interference. He doesn't like the call. DeMontis streaking up the ice did well to draw that call. On they, come, they come together there. Looked like DeMontis had a few words to say to Yuha. Still... Chirping a little bit at each other, but Yuha heading off now for two or less. Interference the call. A rare penalty ticketed to Jason Yuha. As he usually ends up on the score sheet because he's scoring and not in the penalty box. But Team Canada East will try capitalize here with the West's top player in the box. Hey, how about this? Carla Yuha cheering on Jason from London, England. What a goal. Yes, he scored a beauty to tie this game up at one. And let's give a shout out to Target, who's cheering on Jeff Street. And his nephew and mother cheering on Team Canada West. 
Of course, Jeff Street named the head coach of Team Canada West, and he's done a great job on the bench alongside his associate coaches, Joey Ali and Sean Cowie. Here goes Kelly Serbu, carrying the puck up for Canada East. Gains the zone onside, a minute 35 left in the power play. He takes it behind the goal, checks his passing options, feeds it to the far side. Wyatt Harvey got dumped in front, and then because he landed in the crease, they're calling a crease violation. You know what we're seeing a lot of in this game, which I hadn't noticed much of, just, and it speaks to the intensity of this game. Grabbing each other's sticks and like ripping them away from each other, throwing them away. Mm. We've seen about four or five instances of that in this game already. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it just talks to the, uh, it speaks to the intensity of this game and the passion that these guys are playing with. <laughs> They're playing, some of them are playing angry, some of them are playing hot. Well, they certainly know each other's tendencies and yeah. habits, and they'll take any edge they can get to try get one up on their teammates. But, of course, these players all in contention for Team Canada for the next upcoming International Blind Hockey Series. But here this weekend, we split Team Canada in half, and we get Canada East and Canada West playing in the gold medal game here. Four minutes remaining in the period. One minute remaining in the Canada East power play. Kelly Serbu tracks it to the point. Goes cross ice to Wyatt Harvey to the near side. Harvey plays it down low. Serbu trying to get to it behind the goal. But Chula beats him to the loose puck. Chula loses his footing and now has to recover in the far corner. Serbu dumps Chula. That's going to be a penalty. Serbu can't believe it. He doesn't like the call. Kiefer Jones. Oh. A little bit of trash yeah. talk there by slamming his... Thick on the ice right in front of Serbu. And actually, somehow, this is Simone Richard hooking. This must have happened away from the play. Because I did not see that at all. Not even close. Not even close. I thought for sure it was a tripping call against Serbu on the puck. But they call it against Richard for a hook away from the play. So that'll do it for the Canada East power play. We'll get 42 seconds of four-on-four four hockey with 3.37 left in the second period. Off the faceoff, puck comes to the near blue line. Wade Shepard unable to keep it in the zone. Shepard brings it right back in, makes the pass to Chula as he works along the near side hash marks. Spins off the half wall, cuts into the middle, lets the shot fly, and it rolls wide to the far post. Brian Cowie tracking after it. It gets back to the point where Paul Schmold lets a shot fly. Oh, it got redirected by the defenseman and a good pad save by Cabral. A tense moment there for Canada East. The pressure stays on, and Choo Choo Chula scores! The Choo Choo train gets it done. It's 2-1, to one. Team Canada West on that goal from Anthony Chula. Really good work there by Canada West and keeping that puck in as Canada East trying to get it out of the zone, feeling that pressure. But Chula picks it up, skates to the middle of the ice. Really just about... 10 to 12 feet, maybe 15 feet inside the blue line and lets it rip and goes ice level, bottom left-hand side of that net. And 2-1 now for Canada West with three minutes left here in the second period. So Canada West now in front. And the power play for Can or it was four on four. It's now a power play for Canada West for the next minute 13 as Yuha out of the box. And they lead this game now two to one. But Kelly Serbu has the puck. 
As the referees wave off, no clean pass despite the buzzer going. Puck comes out to center ice where Wyatt Harvey fires it right back in. It's corralled by Brian Cowie. He makes the pass to Jason Uha. Near side to Sean Dale. Dale back to Uha. Oh, what a kick save by Cabral. Uha thought he had the goal. Cabral flashes the right pad for a timely save with 2.22 left in the second. Also a solid defensive play there by Canada East. Not only a great save, but the defenseman getting in there and, and holding up the offensive player. Getting the stick up just enough to take off the, the, the sting of that shot and really uh, giving Cabral a chance to get over to that puck and make that save. Let's give a couple of shout-outs here quickly, including one to Brian Hurley, shouting out his friend and goalie for USA, Doug Goyce, as Brian is tuning in from New Zealand. A shout-out to Vancouver Eclipse player Doug Dow as the puck comes across the line, and they blow it down for an offside. And we heard from Jeff McIntyre from Plano, Texas, a little bit earlier. He says, not only am I watching, I'm getting my neighbors in on the action now, and we're all cheering on the St. Dennis brothers and Team Canada East. Face-off coming outside the Canada East blue line as head coach Paul Cairns and his associate coaches Wade Del Grande and Joe Cowboy McCallion managing the bench and giving some instructions to their team who are now trailing 2-1 to one with 2.15 left in the second and 39 seconds remaining in the penalty to Simone Richard. Serbu wins the draw, plays it across center where it's controlled by Scott Roberts. Roberts feeds it near side to Yuha as DeMontis all over his back tries to strip it away from him. Man, Mark DeMontis has really stepped up his game to another gear here in this final. He's all over Jason Yuha defensively. He's a versatile player. This weekend, Coach Paul Cairns has used him up front at forward and on the blue line on defense as well. Mike, you gotta love having a versatile player like DeMontis on your roster. I think it, it, it's a great point because depending on what type of game you're you're involved in, if you need that extra little bit of juice on D, he provides it. If you need a little bit of push on offense, he can give you that. He can get deep into, into the other team's territory, maybe draw a penalty, get under the other team's skin. That's the type of player he is. Uh, he drew a penalty earlier here in the game, but his team is killing a penalty at the moment as Jason Yuha brings the puck into the zone, flips it over to Gilles Willette. Great back check by Kelly Serbu to come in and intercept that pass. Serbu dumps it in. Richard now out of the box. So we're back to five aside, even strength hockey as Kiefer Jones controls it out of his own zone. Crosses the ice, passed from Chula over to Yuha. Yuha working up the right wing here, the near side, as he drops it back for Chula. Chula plays it behind the goal for Yuha. Tried the wraparound initially, then a spinning shot gets blocked by Rick Oriold. Jill Willette picks up the puck in the far corner, tries to sweep it out front. That gets blocked. Richard. He gets stripped of the puck by Chula. That's going to be a penalty against Richard as Chula did well to draw the call. Oh, oh what, what a, a goal! Chula from his knees slides it over to Yuha, the one-timer in the back of the net. And with 56.8 seconds left in the period, Yeha Yuha gets his second of the game. And once again, you can't say enough about the 
defensive play there by Canada West of keeping that puck in the zone. Canada East had almost got it out, almost gets a little bit of relief there, but a solid defensive play to keep it in the offensive zone. And then, as you mentioned, Nico, just a great pass. I mean, Chula's just basically lying on his stomach. Yeah. Makes the cross-crease pass to a wide-open Yuha. And you got a 3-1 lead. Incredible presence of mind by Chula to complete the play. It was a delayed penalty against Team East, but Canada West capitalized with the pressure, and they now lead 3-1 with just 40 seconds remaining in the period. DeMontis sweeps one wide to the far side. Richard picks it up in the far corner, quickly poked away from him by Paul Schmold. Richard gets it right back, tries the shot. Weber makes the save on the sharp angle. Heslip banks it off the boards, but not out. Alec Angus McKechn, his shot from the point gets blocked by Paul Schmold. And the loose puck scooped up by Marty Dufour, and he just gets it across the blue line. 13 seconds remaining in the period. Kiefer Jones holds it for Team West. Check that, that's Wade Shepard as he makes the pass near side to Sean Heslip. The final seconds tick off the clock. Canada West on the strength of play from Jason Yuha and Anthony Chula lead this one 3-1 to one as Yuha gets his 10th goal here this weekend. I guess one player can make a difference. <laughs> he certainly made a difference here this weekend for Team Canada West. And with that, we'll throw it back to the boys from the neutral zone as we rejoin Brett, Brock, and Cam. I don't know if Mike Ross was uh, trolling with Cam there. That he's totally trolling me, but that's okay. He was supportive earlier. Now he's kind of giving it back to me, giving me a little dig. So one player apparently can make a difference. Well, we got uh, three to one for Canada West. I remind you at this point that if Canada West wins in regulation, we will be playing a 10-minute overtime period to determine the winner. Gentlemen, thoughts on the period are what? You know, it's not necessarily the Yuha show. No, because somebody else did score a goal, Anthony Chula. But it's pretty close to being the Yuha show. It's, it's very close. How, so how do you defend Yuha and Chula? <laughs> like, this is the question we've been asking all weekend. Any anything new watching this final? Well, well, I, I think you take the cinder blocks that are holding up this building, and you just start building them across the blue line. <laughs> Fair enough, and that's about it. And that's if that, that uh, doesn't work, I think maybe you got to double team Yuha. Uh, but then, uh, depending on who uh, you leave open, then they may hurt you that way. But at this point in time, uh, that's what I'd be doing. I'd, do, I'd be doing double coverage on Yuha uh, to see if uh, they can kind of slow him down. But then you have the, uh, as I think uh, Nico would say, the Choo Choo Chula train uh, that would be coming down the uh, lane to be able to score too. So, if I if I did the. Uh Jason, yeehaw, yeehaw. I think I'd blow a vocal cord. So good job on you on that, Nico, for that. By the way, Nico has done, like, a ton of games and just stayed right 100% for all the games. The AMI hasn't done all of them, but Nico Cardarelli has just done a masterful job this weekend, and uh, I commend him, man. It's, uh, it's a tough job. 
Um, before we continue the conversation, let's send it down to Jeff Ringside. Standing ringside with Team Canada West captain Jason Yuha. Jason, two goals so far in this game, 3-1 after two periods. You're the captain, like I mentioned. What message are you going to send your team heading into the third and final frame? Well, this has got to be our biggest period of the tournament by far. Uh, we got no, There's no tomorrow, so we got to leave it all out there. And we're playing good. And they're going to start pushing here, we know, in the third to try and tie it up. Uh, we just can't get hemmed in our end. Pucks out, pucks deep, and just hold them off because they're going to come hard. And I know, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but Team Canada East is undefeated so far in this tournament. Uh, are, are you nervous at all with any sort of comeback potentially coming back here? I'm not nervous, no. I know they got a lot of skill over there, but I'm confident in our team, and I think we're going to pull this one out. Awesome. Thanks so much, and enjoy the third period, and good luck. Thank you very much. We will... Uh, thank you, Jeff. We will continue the conversation right after the break and get you set for third period action. Right now, Team Canada West is leading 3-1 in the gold medal final. You're listening to AMI Audio Live. We will be right back. Welcome back to AMI-audio live coverage of the 2019 Canadian Blind Hockey Championships. We are in the midst of the gold medal game between Canada East and Canada West. The current score is 3-1 to one for Canada East. Cam, you wanted to say something about Jason Yua. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, up until uh, that second period... Uh, he was having a quiet game, but I did notice uh, around center ice, and I'm not sure exactly at what time it was during the second period, but he oh. was getting roughed up pretty good or getting hit pretty good, and he was getting pretty upset. And then he kind of came down, and he got his first goal, and I think that kind of woke the bear up, and then he ended up getting the second goal. So I think uh, that kind of rough play, and they were all over him, that woke him up. Sorry, folks, I made an error. It's Canada West leading 3-1 to one, uh, at the moment. Brett, you had some what I'm going to call expert analysis by saying that they should just put cinder blocks on the uh, on the blue line. I haven't seen them start to do that yet, uh, but apart from the cinder blocks, what else should they do? I think cinder blocks is the best answer I could possibly give you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, the Zamboni was just on. Maybe if they flooded the uh, west end uh, a little bit more or the east end a little bit more, maybe that'll stop uh, Jason Yuha from uh, having any more points tonight. Jeff, do you have any uh, thoughts on whatever? Well, I, I disagree with whatever you say. I mean, <laughs> that's Cinder, not well, surprising. That's disrespectful. <laughs> Every single player here is absolutely deserving of being on the ice. And the, the, the level of play in this game in particular has been outstanding. Uh, I think both offensively and defensively, as well as the goaltenders, they've been phenomenal 2-3-1 heading into the third period of a big game like this. And we already know how many games these guys have already played. Uh, this is their fourth game, at least, so far in this tournament, which is a lot in, in you know, two, three days. So uh, kudos to all that's involved. And just the speed of it is just incredible to watch. And I like the aggression that's going on. I like the little bit of grittiness that's being involved and incorporated into this game, sort of reminiscent of that very first game I think we saw, where uh, after Wendell Clark dropped that 
the, the, the opening ceremony puck. You know, we were talking about the prettiness of him as a player. You know, I, I think that's sort of coming back here where it's a little bit of prettiness involved in this game. So I really like what I'm seeing from both teams, and it's only 3-1. So people who are already writing off Team Canada East, let me tell you something. They're undefeated for a reason so far in this tournament. If you're going to write them off, uh, it's not going to be a good thing. I think that they're going to come out Obviously, fighting with a little bit of desperation with the last 12 minutes here in the third period. So, uh, I really like what I see, and I've been super impressed, not not only in this game, but basically all tournament long. Yeah, I uh, couldn't agree with you uh, more. It's just been a uh, great game. Guys, Jason Yuha alluded to the fact that when Jeff asked, you know, um, what about your legs? Uh, and he says, no, we still have our legs. Uh, be, and we're not going to let them come back. Do you think knowing, leaving it all on the line, as he alluded to, does that give you an extra step, knowing there is no tomorrow? Well, at the end of the day, I think uh, at this point in time, it's a, a lot of adrenaline that's uh, kind of getting you through the tournament. And when you only have 12 minutes left, like you can go to sleep for the next week after the next 12 minutes. So uh, get it done. You also can't forget, this is for bragging rights of the, the best of what Canada has to offer. So Canada East versus Canada West, uh, I mean, this is it's really coming right down to it. Two goals is the different, differential uh, right now. So it, anything can happen. I mean, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't count Canada East out. I mean, it's only two goals, still 12 minutes left. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I hope there's a lot of aggression and, and hopefully a couple more goals here. And if you haven't done your... If you're not tired at the end of the game, you haven't done your job. No, absolutely. you got to leave it all out there. you got to be totally exhausted by the end of it. And at the end of the day, I still think Joey Cabral, he's going to have something to say about this. After a long weekend, uh, remembering that we are live on air, what's the first thing that you do after the tournament is over? After the tournament's over? Yeah. That's I think you one. have to have a bubbly pop. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> Easy answer there. Just one? <laughs> no, no, no. I, well, it depends if you win or you lose. <laughs> I don't think I, I it think matters because one uh, way you're either going to be drinking to celebrate or drinking your stores away. Yeah. So, so, I don't think so it really does matters. that mean you guys might actually end up across the road after this game? I don't believe no, it. No, I have to work tomorrow. Uh, I'm going right home. I'm going to bed after to this. True. Right to bed. I'll probably be in the ditch beside the road. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Nico Cardarelli <laughs> telling us that he went across the road to do quote-unquote research. I don't know if I believe that. Well, we know what we know what Nico Cardarelli is doing after the game. Let's send it back to the boys in the broadcast booth, Nico Cardarelli and Mike Ross. Guys, post-tournament research is what we're going to be doing after the game as Team Canada East gets set to square off with Team Canada West here in the third period of play. The puck is dropped, and we're underway Folks, if the result stands as is, we're going to have some bonus hockey. If Team Canada West win in regulation, the two teams will be tied for points in the standings, and we'll have to play a 10-minute overtime to determine who gets the gold medal. But this may all be for naught as Gilles Ouellette takes a penalty to start the third, and Team Canada East are going to the power play. And here we go. This is a big, big period here. Two-goal lead for the West. But the East ain't going away, and if anything, they've proven that they can be uh, Johnny on the spot here with the uh, power play. So we'll see if they're able to make the West pay. A couple of quick shout-outs. One for Aaron Cowie as his wife and 
him are cheering on his dad, Brian Cowie, and brother Sean Cowie, and Team Canada West. Let's also give a shout-out to Mia, Cynthia, and Johnny, as they're all now cheering on Team Canada East and Joseph Del Grande. Mark DeMontis wheels behind his own goal up the far side wing. A minute 45 left on the power play. DeMontis settles the puck across the line, drops it to Richard. Del Grande heads to the front of the net, but they can't feed him the puck as Yuha dumps it down the length of the ice. Wyatt Harvey back in his own zone to retrieve it. Fires it off the wall, out of the reach of Richard. Roberts tries to corral it, and he does well to backhand that down. Nice play by Harvey to literally jump headfirst over the boards to avoid taking a too many men on the ice penalty. And then a nice exchange there between DeMontis and Harvey on the bench. Richard tries to wrestle the rolling puck away from Wade Shepard. It's Trula who takes possession, and he skies that one out across center ice where Francois Beauregard knocks it down. 55 seconds remaining in the Team Canada East power play as it's scooped up by Kelly Serbu inside his own zone. He brings it across center into the attacking zone as he drops it off to Simone Richard. Richard, he gets dumped. That's going to be a penalty to Team Canada West, and there's going to be a five-on-three power play coming up momentarily. Oh, but maybe there won't be too many men on the ice for Team Canada East, although they never played the puck, and I think that's the debate here from head coach Paul Cairns. But certainly the extra man did come off the bench. Well, he's he's trying to sell him that he pulled his goaltender on the delayed penalty. But but in blind hockey, your goalie doesn't actually have have to go to the bench. So Paul was right to throw the extra man over the bench. And there should not be a call for too many men on the ice. And I believe that's exactly what he's trying to explain to him here. Yeah. That the penalty was called, delayed penalty was called, so he threw the extra attacker out. Of course, it's a learning curve for the officials as well here this weekend. Coming to us from the GTHL Canada, and we appreciate their support over the years. As head coach Paul Cairns calling up to executive director Matt Morrow to give the referees clarification about this rule and ensuring that his team doesn't get ticketed with the extra penalty. Well, Mike, you keep an eye on that. I'm going to check out the live chat thread here as we're getting comments from Kalen Jones saying, "Team, <laughs> I like this, Team Canada's going to take it. Well, Kalen, you're right. It's going to be Team Canada. What a bet. <laughs> Will it be East or West? We'll have to find out. How about Rockin' Rory McDonald cheering on his buddy Mark DeMontis and Blaine Deutscher saying, I'm cheering on Team Canada West, but it's tough because I've got friends on both teams. I actually really love the comment from, where was it here? Kalen Jones saying, is that the Calgary Flames defense playing for Canada West? <laughs> and then Deb Fry says, I believe Kiefer is getting called up for the playoffs for the Flames. <laughs> so we've clarified the uh, non-pulling of the goalie slash extra attacker. And we've got a five on three now for Canada East. So a nice job by coach Paul Cairns as he helps to educate the officials and... They'll get set to drop the puck. 36 seconds of five-on-three power play here for Team Canada East with 10-17 left in the third. Serbu wins the draw back to Wyatt Harvey. He corrals the puck. 
They make the clean pass, so a shot can come at any moment as Serbu wheels out top. Serbu going through the slot, backhander, oh, and he wow. scores! Oh, what a snipe by Serbu! He scores on the five on three to draw within one, and Team Canada East will still have a minute 47 left on the power play. What so a beauty goal. Jill Ouellette comes out of the box, and a minute 47 remaining on Ciula's penalty. And we've got ourselves. <coughs> We've got ourselves a one-goal hockey game here with the Canada East team still five-on-four here for a minute 47. That was a strong backhand goal. What a finish by Serbu. He was a man on a mission. Oh, but Canada East are going to be penalized. It's DeMontis will be called for the infraction against Yuha. He tries to pin him up against the boards. Yuha makes the pass to Kiefer Jones. Jones goes cross ice to Roberts. Roberts tees up the shot. That's blocked by Rick Oriold. And then the whistle goes as Team Canada West not happy about the quick whistle. A slash is being ticketed to DeMontis. And I believe that's the only infraction here. So the power play will be erased as we'll have a minute 28 of four on four action as DeMontis receives the slashing minor. <laughs> Tried to sneak back going, onto the bench. Going back onto the bench and says, me? Okay, didn't argue, just asked the question. Me? Just looking for clarification. We've got Kelly Serbu's kids watching. I got to think they are pretty happy about the goal that their dad just scored moments ago to bring Team Canada East within one as we've got 9.45 left in the third. Four on four play here for a minute 28 before uh, Sula gets out of the box and then it'll be a 32 second power play for Canada West. Yuha wins the face off back to the left point for Roberts. Yuha. Able to bounce off the check. Oh, he centered it for Gilles who slid it just wide of the goal. And then two Ibu are going head-to-head -head there in Frankie Beauregard and Gilles Oh, awkward collision. Blay gets run into the boards by Yuha. That's going to be a penalty. The physical play really picking up here. Wyatt Harvey tries to flip it out front. Did he tap it home? Oh, what a save by Weber. Are you kidding me? I thought for sure Serbu had the top in, and Weber gets across to the far post to make a spectacular save. Holding the call here against Jason Yuha. So Team Canada East will have a four on three power play here for 55 seconds before Chula gets set to come back onto the ice. This is not, this is the not, pardon me. These are not the two players you want in the box if you're Canada West right now. You need these guys to be your best players. You need them to be your most disciplined players. You need them out on the ice when you've got a power play situation or a four-on-four four with that extra ice. Yep. Not sitting in the box. Really, really disappointing here for Canada West at a time when they should be taking advantage. Joey Cabral tending net for Canada East. Lorne Weber for Canada West. One goal separating these two teams at the moment as Canada West lead this game 3-2 with 9-12 remaining in the third period. So four on three hockey here. 
for the next 55 seconds as Kelly Serbu gets set to face off against Kiefer Jones. Jones wins the face off and Scott Roberts streaks up the ice, chips it right on goal, saved by Joey Cabral. Wouldn't have counted as there was no clean pass, but good save by Cabral as he tracked that puck perfectly. Serbu brings it into the offensive zone. Driving wide, checking his passing options. 35 seconds left in the penalty to Chula. Richard got dumped in front, no call. Pass back to the point. Alec Angus McCacken steps right in. Oh, he rockets one over top of the net as he stepped right into the faceoff dot to let that shot fly. Richard on the backhander. That one just went wide to the far post. Team Canada East pouring on the pressure. Serbu shoots. The net came off. Weber had made the save anyways. Great goaltending there from the Edmonton native, Lorne Weber. 12 seconds left in the penalty to Chula. 8.28 left in the third period. As little separating these two teams that are so familiar with each other. Many of these players on both teams, well, they were on the same team back in October for Team Canada when they took on Team USA in Pittsburgh. Team Canada East win the face off. The puck just rolls across the blue line. Delayed offside here as Serbu ends up kicking it. And as a result, they'll bring the face off. It should come deep inside the Canada East zone now. So a bit of a mental gaffe there by Serbu. Just two seconds remaining in the penalty to Chula. He gets set to rejoin the action. He's standing right at the door, ready to jump back on the ice. As we'll have four on four hockey for 33 seconds, and then it'll be a short power play for Canada East. Rick Oriel brings the puck in the zone. They bring it in offside. And again, because of the delayed offside, the faceoff will come all the way down inside the Canada East zone to the right of goaltender Joey Cabral. One goal game here, four on four hockey for another 25 seconds. Canada West win the face off. They win it all the way back to center ice where Paul Schmold takes possession. Chula, good pass over to the far wing for Scott Roberts. He shoots, oh, what a chance. I think a combination of Cabral and the post getting a piece of that one to keep it out. Chula swinging around the high slot, takes the shot and that one missed on the far side. Mark DeMontis comes back on the ice. So Canada East now on the power play for 30 seconds as Richard tries to advance the puck up the ice. It's intercepted and now it's on the stick of Chula. 7.30 remaining here in the third period of play. If the result stays as is, then we'll be tracking for a 10-minute overtime period to determine the gold medalist here in the Select Series. But Team Canada East, they either want to end it in regulation or tie it and force overtime because that would ensure that they get the gold. Canada East play it down deep. Wyatt Harvey in the far corner makes the pass over to Julien Blais. Jason Yuha now out of the box, so we're back to five-a-side hockey as Yuha comes right back on, ended up dumping Blay. Blay tried to draw the call, but nothing doing that time. Good lead pass to Chula. Yuha streaking up the ice to join him. Great back check by Richard to negate that opportunity. Here comes Joseph Del Grande. He takes a hack across center. He'll get the puck in deep. 
as he chases it to the near corner. Del Grande drops it for Blay. Oh, right through the legs of Weber, right through the crease. If that went off the skate, it was going in the back of the net. Sharp angle shot from Alec Angus McCacken gets blocked and it's played with a high stick, so they'll whistle it down with 6.26 left in the third. Well, a reminder that you can have your voice heard on the broadcast by chiming into our live chat thread. Let us know who you're cheering on, where you're watching from. Just like... <laughs> one of Kelly Servu's kids who says, why am I surprised, why am I not surprised that dad tried to punt the puck? Hey, whatever it takes. Servu gets onto the puck now for Canada East. Drives wide, checking his passing options. Serbu still with the puck on his stick. Plays it back to the point for Alec Angus McKechn. He fires a shot. That gets knocked down by Yuha as there's six minutes remaining here in the period. Jason Yuha drives up. He's got Heslip with him. Shot right on and they score! Oh, what a beauty! Sean Heslip buries it after Jason Yuha sets it up. And there's the insurance marker with 5.59 left in the third. There's never any doubt that Jason Yuha's a goal scorer, but he's also showing that he's a good setup man here, drawing all the attention towards his side of the ice and then uh, leaving his winger wide open for what amounts to a nice little tap-in goal. And you've got a two-goal lead now for Canada West, 4-2, 5.59 left in the third. So Canada East with their backs up against it, but they bring the puck in right away. Rick Oriel drops it back, and they score! The whiz kid, Joe Fernazier, strikes immediately, and it's a one-goal game once again. What a great play there by Oriol and the whiz kid, Joe Fernazier. He wears number 93. You gotta think Dougie would be proud of that absolutely, sequence. Absolutely, inspired by Doug Gilmore, who's uh, in the building this afternoon. And it cuts the lead to one here. Kennedy's not going anywhere. 5.51 left to go in the third period. The score, 4-3, Canada West leading. Off the face-off, Canada East take possession again. They bring it, well, they tried to bring it into the zone. Oriole couldn't quite gain it clearly, and here comes Canada West back the other way. Marty Dufour drops it for Chula, not a clean pass. Chula feeds it to Dufour, and that goes just off the heel of his stick and into the far corner. Ripped back in front as Willette was all alone at the hash marks, but he couldn't corral the pass. In the near corner, Chula tries to dig it out. He gets it to Willette, but it's picked off by Richard. Richard bringing it across center ice. Here's a three-on-two. Brewing makes the pass to Fournazier, stripped away by the defensive play of Scott Roberts. Marty Dufour brings the puck, drops it for Chula. Chula steps into the middle, takes the shot right on. Oh, what a stop by Cabral as Wyatt Harvey got a piece of the shot, and then Cabral tracked it perfectly and look at that, the puck was sitting there right on the goal line. Cabral making a huge save. Well, Cabral having to deal with the puck, but also having to deal with uh, Martin Dufour coming in on him and colliding with him and all kinds of traffic around his crease. So a little bit of puck luck there, along with the, uh, with the stop. Well, they say you gotta be lucky to be good and good to be lucky, and Joey is both of those things for sure. 
as his team trailing by one right now. Julian Blay unable to clear the zone. Sean Dale working the puck there as it's stripped off his stick by Kelly Serbu. Serbu chips it across center ice. As Kiefer, or excuse me, that's Wade Shepard who stands Serbu up right at the blue line. 4.35 to go in the third. The extra move at the blue line puts him in offside. You don't see Kelly Serbu get stood up too often. <laughs> that one was a good little shoulder pick. But he bounces up just as quickly as he goes down. Gets right back into the play. 4.31 left here. Still a one-goal lead for Canada West, 4-3. to three. Let's give a shout-out to Shadow Tech who says... I was reading Resident Evil lore, but then I started watching this game, and now I'm invested in this. We're happy to have you along board for the broadcast here. We'll get to a few more shout-outs a little bit later. We've got 425 remaining in the third period in a one-goal game between Canada West in the black jerseys and Canada East. It's Canada West with a slight edge at the moment as a good pass from Shepard hits Yuha. Yuha plays it near side to Sean Dale. But Beauregard and Blay come in to separate that attempt. Blay brings it back in for Team Canada East. Feeds it in front for Richard, but he was tied up perfectly by Scott Roberts. Here goes Yuha, streaking across center ice, bringing it into the offensive zone. Draw pass for Wade Shepard. Oh, that trickles just wide. Dale centers it in front. Yuha chips it over top the goal. Great chances there for Team Canada West. Shepard fires the puck back in on the delayed offside. Francois Beauregard tracks it to the near corner as Sean Dale gets there at the same time. Wyatt Harvey flips it around the far side. And then an offside called against Canada West with 3.29 left in the third. Tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> that clock at time is slowly disappearing. As I mentioned, 3.29 left here in the third period. And Canada East still looking for the equalizer, which uh, will give them, if they can hold on to a tie score, will give them the goal. Let's give a couple of quick shout-outs here, including Judy Glenn, who's cheering on her grandson, Joe Fernazier. I'm sure she enjoyed watching Joe score that big goal to draw within one as it's 4-3 to three for Canada West. And I want to mention something that NAFBO brings up about overtime potentially. Well, we'll elaborate on that in a moment as Fernasier tries to dance his way around a defender, stripped off his stick, and here goes Chula. Chula makes the pass to Heslip. Heslip takes the shot. Good block by Wyatt Harvey. That's got to be his thousandth shot block this weekend. He has put his body on the line like no one else here. Oriol, he gets tripped up, makes the pass to Fernazier, tries to dangle his way through. Servo shoots, and that trickles just wide of the post. Paul Schmold gets to the puck and whacks it across center ice with 2.44 left in regulation. If Canada West win in regulation, we're going to overtime to determine who gets the gold. If it goes to overtime in this game, as Yuha's shot just goes wide of the far post. Or if Canada East can win, then they will be crowned your gold medal champs here in the Select Series. But as it stands, Canada West with a one-goal lead. Puck rolling in the crease. Yuha lifts it just wide of the far post. Yuha gets it right back. Center for Ouellette. Shoots and scores! C'est le bout, les bouts. Gilles Ouellette scores the goal to make it 5-3 Canada West. 
Jason Yuha had it, opted to pass instead of shooting, and it worked out for the best. And it, and it comes just moments after Joey Cabral manages to get a piece of, uh, of a puck with his blocker, make the save, keep the play alive, keep it going, keep the opportunity for Canada East to move out of the zone. But Canada West just jumps on that puck and makes him pay. Canada West getting the puck in deep once again. Alec Angus McKechn picks it up. Two minutes remaining here in the third period of play. As Canada East shoot it down the ice, that's going to be an icing call. Mark DeMontis protesting that a Canadian West player touched it, but nothing doing. The faceoff will come all the way back inside their own zone. Let's give a shout-out to Mark Bentz, who says it was an awesome goal by Sean Heslip but he's in a tough spot right now. He's stuck in bed at the hotel with food poisoning. He's enjoying the broadcast, but Mark, we certainly hope you're feeling better and safe travels when you do head home. A stick explodes. DeMontis didn't realize his stick had exploded as he started to play on with it, and then the refs tell him, drop the twig. Centered out front by Dufour. That gets knocked away by Richard. A minute 35 remaining in the third. Fournazier comes off the bench. Richard settles down the rolling puck. He's got Yuha all over his back. Great job by Yuha to strip the puck away. Marty Dufour tracks it to the near boards. Behind the back pass, it gets picked off by Fournazier. As here goes Canada East, led by the whiz kid, Joe Fournazier. He makes the pass to Julian Blay. He gets dumped. No call on that one, a bit surprising as they continue to dig away for the puck at the end boards with 105 left in the third. Scott Roberts picks it up, some physical play behind the goal between Wade Shepard and Simone Richard. And Richard, I'm not sure if he's injured. Oh yeah, he's hurt. He's having a really hard time getting back to his feet after that altercation behind the goal. Well, this is certainly a concerning injury for Team Canada East. Simone Richard has been one of their most complete players all weekend long. As he's been forechecking like a beast. And they can ill afford to lose a player of his skill. We hope it's nothing serious for Simone. But this is not a good sight as he's not able to, well, he's gonna skate off on his own power. So maybe he will be okay. But certainly in some discomfort at the time. Simone, of course, one of the few participants here who's represented Canada at a Paralympic Games when he was part of the Canadian goalball team at Rio 2016. And I know that the next time he goes back to the Paralympics, he wants it to be with the sport of blind hockey. Now, we've always talked about 2026 being the Paralympic year. I think for Simone, that would be really something special to be able to go to the Paralympics 10 years after his debut there with goalball in 2016. Team Canada East have pulled the goaltender. Joey Cabral on the bench. 
the extra attacker coming out on the ice. 56.6 seconds left in the third period of play. Canada East need two goals to force overtime. They win the faceoff, back to the point. Alec Angus McKechn has his shot attempt blocked. Trula sends it down the length of the ice where Wayne St. Dennis tracks it to the far corner. Jason Uha tries to feed it out front for Trula. Good defensive play by Alec Angus McKechn to separate that attempt. Trula digging it off the half wall. Again, a game-saving play by Alec Angus McKechn. That's going to be an icing call here against Team Canada East with 30.7 seconds left to play. I don't think they're going to put the goaltender back in here. I think they'll just keep Cabral on the bench down by two. Doesn't cost you anything if you give up an extra goal here. Off the faceoff, Yuha sweeps it towards the goal. Alec Angus McKechn stops it, flips it out across center ice. And now a foot race as Rick Oriold gets to the loose puck first. Tries to drop it off. Nothing doing as... Well, he tried to feed it over to Gary St. Dennis. Here goes Yuha. He gets tripped up. No call there. Incredibly, there's no call. As the clean pass now made. Just five seconds left. Team West are going to take the game here. They center it back out. Yuha wanted one more. It goes in after the buzzer sounds, so no goal. But Team Canada West get part one of the mission done. They win in regulation, and that means we're going to a 10-minute overtime period to figure out who's going to be your gold medal champion in the Select Series at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Well, for more analysis on the game and to get us set for the overtime period, let's catch up with the boys from the neutral zone on AMI. It's Cam, Brock, and Brett. I don't think you could ask for a better game to close out the uh, 2019 tournament. Uh, the score is obviously 5-3, um, and which means we're going to go to overtime. Guys, quick thoughts. Everybody likes overtime. Everybody likes overtime. Everybody? Especially uh, Mark, our technician, loves overtime. He's giving the thumbs up. He's like, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Mark, we appreciate you. Don't worry. I'd like to point out the fact that this was Team Canada East's first loss, loss. Mm -hmm. of the whole entire tournament, which is pretty darn impressive. Uh, but it's also cool to see that Team Canada West has battled back and force this overtime period. So this is for all the marbles. This is for the bragging rights of who is Canada's best? Is it the East or is it the West? So I guess those answers will be, uh, those questions will be answered very soon. Actually, just to uh, let you know, it's not actually for all the marbles. It's for all the bearings and all the pucks. Courtesy of Mike Rossi. Quickly, who gets the winner on both sides? Brett? Can you ask Cameron first? Because I'm just giving away here. <laughs> well, I'm going to go. Something. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, Mark DeMontis if it's going to be Canada East. And then I am going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with. You know what? I'm going to go with Kiefer Jones with Canada West. I'm going with Kelly Serbu and Jason Yuha. Jeff? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Anthony Chula. He was a scoring machine earlier in the day after that thumping of the United States. He's just got his legs going. Uh, and on Team Canada East, I'm going to have to go with Simone Richard. It looks like he's back on the ice after that injury scare. So I think he can do it for Team East. Brad, quickly. Team Canada East, Wyatt Harvey. Team Canada West, Jason Ewa. Back to our broadcast team of Nico Cardarelli and Mike Ross. Enjoy the overtime. Thank you very much, guys. The live chat thread is going, well, it's going nuts right now. People wondering why we're going into OT considering the game ended 5-3. to three. Both teams end the round-robin portion of the tournament with the same number of points. So we got to figure out who's going to win. We're playing four-on-four four OT hockey. Ten minutes sudden death overtime. First goal wins. As Kelly Serbu gets the puck into the zone. Oh, he gets plastered into the boards by Wade Shepard. And that's going to be a costly penalty by Wade Shepard. Just 12 seconds into overtime. That was a huge hit. And there's, he's still mixing it up with him over by the boards. Needs to just take his medicine and head to the box. Well, I'm, sure, sure, uh, I'm sure Serbu had a couple of words for him as he was heading to the box, which Shepard very quickly turned around to address. But yeah, that was a, a monster hit by any measure. So four on three now. Team Canada East with the man advantage here for two minutes, 9.48 to go here in overtime. Servu on the faceoff, wins it to the near boards for Richard, but Chula comes in, scoops it up, and fires it down the ice. DeMontis retrieves it from his own zone. Team Canada East essentially with four forwards on the ice right now for this power play. As it's Serbu, DeMontis, Fournazier, and Richard. Serbu makes the draw pass to DeMontis. His shot gets blocked by Chula. And then Chula sweeps it down the ice. What a play there from Anthony Chula. Simone Richard takes it inside his own zone. A minute 25 left on the power play. Pass to the near side for Serbu. Drops it to Fournazier. His shot goes wide of the near post. Richard plays it back behind the goal. Roberts rims it around the near boards. No one there in a yellow jersey. So it'll be Jason Yuha picking it up here for Team Canada West. Yuha with the drop pass to Brian Cowie. He tries to put it goal bound, but that one gets knocked away by Richard. One minute remaining in the power play for Canada East. 8.45 remaining in the overtime period. Delayed offside gives Scott Roberts a chance to skate the puck out. He makes the headman pass to Yuha, and here's a shorthanded break. Yuha gets the pass from Roberts, shoots! Oh, and that just went wide. And Wyatt Harvey ended up getting clobbered there by Roberts. Harvey was slow to get up. He's without a stick at the moment. Yuha wheels, shoots! Oh, what a block by Wyatt Harvey! Bodies crashing all over in front of the front of the goal. Yuha receives the pass. Side steps one, side steps another, shoots! Oh, he just missed! Oh, the intensity here is wild as Richard flips it out to center ice. My goodness. Even shorthanded Jason Yuha nearly ends the game. Roberts dumps the puck in. Five seconds remaining in the Canada East power play.
Chula picks up the puck inside his own zone after coming out of the, actually Shepard out of the box. He receives the pass from Chula. Chula trailing on Shepard. They've drawn a penalty. Chula takes a shot. He scores! Choo-choo Chula! He ends it in overtime. And Team Canada West are your 2019 Your 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament Select Series champions, Team Canada West, as Anthony Choo Choo Chula ends it in overtime. They mob the goaltender, Lorne Weber. Team Canada East go to console their goaltender, Joey Cabral, who played oh so amazing and even got a big piece on that last goal, but Chula sneaks it by him for the game winner. Great connection there by Wade Shepard and Anthony Chula. They took the penalty to start OT, but they get redemption as it took them just two minutes and 28 seconds into overtime to score the winner and secure the gold medal for Team Canada West. Well, it was everything that they promised us. It was a great game, solid effort by both sides. Fought hard right to the end, despite some of the shenanigans that happens. I mean, it's the heat of the moment. Everybody wants to walk away from this game a winner in the final game of the tournament. And we certainly got uh, our entertainment value here in this one. What an incredible ending here. Team Canada West win in regulation 5-3. They have to go to overtime because the teams are tied on points. And in overtime, Anthony Choo Choo Chula gets the job done. Jason Yuha goes to shake the hand of the officials. What an incredible game. I don't know if it could have gone on any longer. I was about to lose my voice. <laughs> what a great job by both teams. Great action at both ends of the ice. Yuha was everywhere. And again, it was a situation we saw many times with Canada West today. Yuha ends up almost distracting everyone, drawing everyone to him. They're paying attention to him. They're following him. And it leaves someone like Chula wide open to head in and score the game winner. Well, we will stay with it for the medal presentation as Team Canada West, your 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament Select Series champions. As they score 238-228 into overtime to get the victory. Just going through the live chat thread and I want to thank everybody who chimed in on the chat thread today with all the great comments and questions. We'll give a shout out to Dougie Dow, who's cheering on Wade and his team, Canada West teammates. Of course, Doug, part of the Vancouver Eclipse program. A shout out to Gary Steves, who's giving love for the goaltenders. And hey, let's give a shout out to Julianne Brace as well, who says, what a great game, what a great tournament. Proud of all the coaches and players, especially Paul and Jeff. Well, for more analysis on the great game that we just witnessed, let's catch up with the boys from the neutral zone as we go live to Cam, Brock, and Brett. Thank you, Nico. Nice to uh, work with you this weekend. It's been a lot of fun. Um, guys, quick thoughts. Great final. 
I have three words. I was wrong. Wow. <laughs> about in how many times? Just this time. Oh, just okay. Can we? What are uh, you wrong about? About the overtime winner? Yes. I well, was, that's like I, I was picking wrong. a needle out of a stain. Tape on that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Can we clip that? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> And um, then some other people that were right were like uh, bouncing around and like yeah. happiness. Jeff, and, you know, cough, not cough, not Jeff. Any names? That's okay. Jeff's the youngin on the on the panel, right? So, I think it was a great game, though, especially that overtime period and then action. And Choo uh, Choo Chula, he ended up getting the goal to uh, win the game. And you know, way to go for the West, and what a time to basically win the game and win the overtime when Canada East seemed like. Nobody would beat them this weekend. Well, gentlemen, uh, thank you for a wonderful weekend. I got to sit in the middle of Cam and Brett for the entire weekend. Thank you to Jeff as well. That will do it for the our broadcast for the weekend. We appreciate you tuning in to the 2019 Canadian Blind Hockey Championships. I'd like to thank Nico Cardarelli, Mike Ross, Cam, Jeff, Brett, and Paula Deneen and of course Marco Flalo and our manager of AMI Audio is Andy Frank thank you so much for tuning in this weekend until we talk again enjoy This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. 
Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.